Welcome to Running Deep, a podcast that exists to encourage women to be deeply rooted in the Word of God through every season of life. All right, guys, we are here for a really exciting episode. I am real pumped about this one. We have a special guest calling in from the other side of the world. We'll tell you a little bit more about her in a second, but I'm joined here by Sarah Herring. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm super excited about this podcast um, with our friend here. Um, We've got a fun connection with her, and you'll get to hear more about her. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Hannah. I graduated from UNI in December of 2017. Um, was involved with the Salt Company um, since my freshman year. It's first year on campus. Um, loved growing in Candeo. Um, and then after I graduated, um, well, for student teaching, I moved to Houston, Texas. Um, spent a semester there. Um, student teaching, loved it. Um, and then after that, moved back in with my parents for a semester before now moving to Southeast Asia. And that's where I've been for, it's nine months today that I've been wow. here. Wow. So that's exciting. Yeah, 24. Um, I'll be 25 this year, which just sounds really old. <laughs> you are pretty dang old, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but love and life, it's been, yeah, a great experience. Yeah, Hannah, you are what I would call an adventurer and a world traveler. So, yeah, you've you've been around the country, the U.S. in the past couple of years, but then also the world now. So, was this um, your first time overseas? No, I when I was in high school, I spent a summer in South America, um, in Peru, Ecuador, and Colombia, um, just on the field, and it was kind of my first experience overseas, yeah. um, and then just some fun traveling in Europe, um, and then spent a summer with Salt Company in China um, after my freshman year. So I'd been to Asia before, experience overseas. um, Yeah, and so definitely knew that I wanted to be back overseas at some point. And here I am. I love that. That's awesome. Well, Hannah, one of the things that I think you are really good at, um, and one of the things we're going to be talking about tonight on this podcast is demystifying the whole idea of God's will for your life. Um, So yeah, I think that's something that people of all ages, I've seen specifically college students and those recently graduating from college specifically get really concerned with this idea of figuring out what does God want me to do? Where should I go? Where should I work? Who should I marry? Things like that. And um, it's something that as I've watched you over the past couple of years, you are great at just kind of going with the flow and taking whatever is thrown at you, kind of um, whatever God has in store for you. So what would you say in the past few years it has looked like for you to pursue God's leading in your own life? Um, I think it's just been like graduating college. Well, first the decision of where to go to college, um, then graduating. What do you do next? Like, what do you study? All of those things it seems like people always come up with like, oh, what is God's will right before they make a big decision? And like, I've been able to make a few big decisions in the last couple of years. And I love the playground analogy of like God's will is like a playground of like, there's the fence that's the perimeter, but then like you can go and play on the swing sets or you could go play on the monkey bars or go down the slide. And it's like, all of that is within God's will. 
Um, but you have the option, you have choices and, um, just really trying to, to maintain that, like, wherever I go, I want to be a vessel for him. I want to work for his kingdom. Um, and his will for our life is for us to be more like him, to become more Christ-like and to work for his kingdom. Um, and I think that like, I can get, get, be guilty of this too of like thinking, oh, I have these two decisions before me and there's only one right decision that's in God's will and the other one is outside of God's will. Um, And so in moving, for example, like thinking like, oh, maybe it's like moving to Southeast Asia or staying in Cedar Falls. Um, Like, oh, there's only one right option when that's not the case of like, God could use me in Cedar Falls or God can use me in Southeast Asia. And so just being able to say yes and being open-handed with the fact that he is there in the future, he knows, and he's going to care for you. And just being faithful and taking those steps of obedience in pursuing his will and knowing that his will is for you to be like him. And whatever context you're in doing that, if you're becoming more like him, you're inside of God's will. And just continually reminding myself of that, of like, if I am pursuing the Lord, if I am in scripture, if I am submitting my life to him, it doesn't matter where I'm at. If I'm doing that, I'm in his will. And I think that's been a great reminder, especially with the big transition of moving overseas too. Yeah. Yeah. You've talked about a study that you're doing right now on the names of God. What is it? What was, what's like the specific thing you've been learning about God through that when it comes to his will and decisions? It's been super sweet. Um, it's a Tony Evans study um, on the names of God and just going through um, the different names that scripture uses. Um, and one was Jehovah Yahweh. And it's like, it shows God's relationship with us and um, Moses in the burning bush where God gives himself the name I am. And just looking at the characteristics of I am, um, Tony Evans goes through it. And one of them is God's eternality and how he exists outside of time, which is just such a confounding thing for us to think about since we are so bound by time. Um, And thinking about like, a lot of times we think about, okay, what's God's will for our future? Um, And the future seems so unknown for us, but because of God's eternality, he is always in the present tense. And so like he is present with us in our present, Mm -hmm. but he's present with like our past and he's present in our future, which just baffling to think about but then when you think about his will like if you make one decision or the other decision he knows what decision you make and he's already there in your future but it's the present for him and he's already gone before you um and so just thinking about that of like still trying to wrap my mind around what that means like and I will never be able to but just the peace that comes with that of like the decision making and knowing God's will like he has gone before us Um, And so that's just been a really comforting thing Um, just with the unknowns of life, whatever context you're in of knowing that God has gone before us and he is there before us already. Yeah. I love that. I think um, in talking about the language of God's will, one of the resources that's been helpful for me in thinking through what that means is the book um, just do something by Kevin DeYoung. And so um, I had some of these three wills that he talks about in this book that I will unpack for you here to kind of give, um, I guess, language to what we mean when we talk about God's will. So he talks about these three wills being God's will of decree, 
will of desire and will of direction. And so what those three things mean, the first one, God's will of decree, is God's secret will. So the will that has been ordained from all of time, this is going to come to pass, um, and no man can thwart God's plan. So it's kind of like his whole plan of redemption, things like that is God's will of decree. And how we as mankind respond to God's will of decree is trusting God's sovereignty. We're not going to know the answers. We're not able to understand all of it, but it's just trusting that God is sovereign and we're able to um, live in light of that. The second one, then the will of desire is God's revealed will. So everything that was revealed to us in scriptures, um, we sometimes do obey this will. We sometimes disobey it. Um, but the proper way to respond to God's will of desire is obedience, to obey God's commands. Um, so then the third one, God's will of direction, is what we talk about when we are talking about like God's will for my life. So a job, a spouse, a house, things like that. Um, and the question that we try to ask with this then is, does God have this secret will of direction? And does he expect me to figure this out before I'm able to do anything? And the answer to that is no. God does have a plan for us, but it's not something that he's like hiding from us and, and needs us to read his mind or figure out the exact right answer. A lot of times it's like you said, Hannah, this, the playground analogy. I love that a lot that within certain parameters, so within God's will of desire, what his commands are, we have a lot of different things that we could do that would be great. Um, but we don't have to wait um, to figure that out before we make a move. Um, so one of the things Kevin DeYoung says in this book then is, trusting in God's will of decree is good. Following his will of desire is obedient. But waiting for God's will of direction is a mess um, that we will we will not do a lot of things in life if we just sit around and wait um, to do things, which is the title of his book, Just Do Something, is once we yeah, know what it looks like to walk in light of God's commands, we're supposed to just walk forward in faith um, and trust that God will bless that. Um, yeah, what are, what are some things you think of when you think of God's will and how people interact with that, Sarah? Yeah, this is something that I love talking to people about, obviously being a part of a church that um, has a lot of college students. We talk mm -hmm. about this a lot, um, especially with people who are moving to the community side um, and just asking, what does God want me to do now? <laughs> I'm done with college, now what? And I've had a lot of people in our living room just asking that question, how do you know what the right answer is and um, kind of like you were saying Hannah the first thing I love to tell people is just encourage them by saying God is not up there holding three doors and saying pick the right one or else um, he's not a God that withholds wisdom um, in James it talks about that if we if we want wisdom we can ask God for wisdom and he will give that to us um, but knowing that the Bible is very clear about what God's will for us is, and that is a desire for us to glorify God in everything, um, Romans 8, to seek God's kingdom first. That's in Matthew 6. And within those, like you're saying, within those fences, when you look at um, your decisions, if you have three decisions before you, if any of them um, are outright disobedience to God, you can rule that out right away. Mm -hmm. um, if any of them are going to 
cause you to not glorify God and maybe seek glorification for yourself, um, you can rule that one out right away. But if you have three in front of you that are just good, God-honoring decisions, I don't think there's a wrong um, a wrong answer for you. And just seeking the Lord, you can also, I think it's very wise, the Bible talks about seeking godly direction and wisdom mm-hmm. from other people. You'd be amazed at how many people will make decisions on jobs and moves without asking anyone, and then you know, they get to it, and I'm sure you've experienced this, Laura, too. They get to it, and it's like, I could have told you you would have hated that job <laughs> mm-hmm. if you would have just asked me. <laughs> um, ask your close friends who are going to give you godly counsel. Proverbs talks a lot about godly counsel and how wise that is to seek out, um, but always going before the Lord in prayer and asking for wisdom for him and direction. Um, I love the quote from the book, um, I'll just read it here. God's will for our lives is much simpler than the conventional approach. The will of God for our lives is that we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. The most important decision we face is the daily decision to live for Christ and die to self. So when we're looking at the decisions before us, it's a daily decision to glorify God and seek his kingdom first. And then all of those decisions lined up will have a trajectory of our life to glorify God or not. Mm -hmm. So it's a daily decision Mm -hmm. rather than just the big monumental moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple other thoughts about this, and then we'll get back to how this plays out in your story specifically, Hannah. I think, um, yeah, when even when you were talking, Sarah, about what it looks like to seek God in prayer, mm-hmm. I think that can look like, we assume it looks like prayer is like a, a crystal ball, <laughs> when mm-hmm. actually it's um, decision-making is more seeking wisdom in that. Yeah. But yeah, it's not God's typical way to just reveal things to us mm-hmm. um, straight up. That's just not how he usually interacts with his people. Um, and so we shouldn't seek that out. I think sometimes if we if we seek um, complete and total, like written in the sky clarity or or wait for that before we make decisions, it can result in a couple different things. It can result in just overcomplicating things. Um, it can result in incredibly slow and painful decision making processes. So a lot of confusion and um, brokenness which that's not what God desires for us he he desires freedom and um, joy in the decisions that we have as we walk in the gospel Um, and it can make you really disappointed in God if you expect that God is going to show you everything in a crystal ball and then he doesn't that can lead you to great disappointment when that's not Mm -hmm. ever how God said it was going to be in the first place so yeah I love that the questions that Sarah was asking is basically are you living for the glory of God and for the good of your neighbor. And yeah, are you are you loving God in that? So Hannah, what did it look like for you to decide to move overseas, to move to Southeast Asia? What what was that process like for you? Um since the time I was in fourth grade, I knew that I wanted to move overseas. Um just uh I was in fourth grade, read about like um people on the field uh, serving the kingdom and just being like, wow, that's really cool. I want to do that someday. Um, and then my friend's like, okay. And then had the opportunity to go overseas when I was in high school and um, reading through the book of Colossians and Colossians 1.6. And Paul says that 
all over the world, this gospel is growing and bearing fruit. And reading that and then being able to see, um, like when I was in Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, seeing that that is so true um, and seeing the, the bigger um, church overseas and being able to be like, yeah, like God is so much bigger than little Iowa is. Um, and then just again, just the Lord keep putting it on my heart of like, yeah, move overseas, move overseas. Um, was able to go to China with the salt company. Um, and then there were a couple of times in college that I was like, oh yeah, I want to drop out right now and move overseas. It's like, okay, no, that's where I needed to seek wisdom of like, no, this is not a wise decision, like finish your degree. Um, and then you can better serve overseas, whatever context you end up in. And, um, had always imagined myself somewhere like the jungles of the Amazon where the civilization seems worlds away. And, um, you know, you're like out hunting for your dinner. Um, and now I live in the I city. I can imagine you doing that, Hannah, on your right? life. Right? Like <laughs> hunting for your dinner. Yeah. Run around, minimal clothing, you know, <laughs> flying in your food from wherever. And that's what I pictured. And now I live in a city of 10 million where there's a mall like every other street and there's people everywhere and it's like okay it's very different than what I envisioned um but the people are the same and the people are lost and so just coming to the decision of like this is this was the opportunity that was laid before me this was just graduated from university um then had this opportunity um to come overseas had some friends on the field who were um, encouraging me and just like sharing what was going on here and just getting really excited about um, the the bigger global work and wanting to get get on the ground as soon as possible and so it's kind of like I think I knew in my head a lot like m way before I, I verbally committed to being overseas um, and then even when verbally committed just had a lot of support um, just incredible amount of peace too, even though there are so many unknowns and yeah, my personality is just like go with the flow. And so it's like, okay, whatever you throw at me, like mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. So, yeah, I think you're great Hannah at being like a gamer for anything, but not impulsively. Like yeah. you don't, I, I, I love how you even talked through, there was a point where it was like, should I go now? And you realized, no, I should graduate from college. Like there's wisdom in things like that. So you don't have to be totally impulsive mm -hmm. to want to pursue God's leading some, like somewhere yeah. out I'm of not, your comfort zone. I wouldn't call you rash or foolish mm -hmm. in your quick decisions, mm -hmm. but you're definitely willing to step yeah. out in faith. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So they're probably is a lot of um, variation between a typical day or week in your life yeah. overseas. Um, but give us just a little bit of a taste of what um, maybe a common week might look like in your life. Yeah. So this last um, few weeks, um, I've been actually applying for English teaching jobs at English teaching centers. Um, there are just some like weird frustrations and complications with that, um, that just seeing that the Lord is faithful in that. Um, but so spending time, like applications, looking for interviews, just everything that comes with searching for um, a part-time job. Um, but then also meeting with friends. Um, we'll just go to coffee shops and um, see groups of um, 
like young people and go up, start talking to them. I always keep a deck of Uno cards in my backpack and that's just a great way to start, start hanging out with um, people and then sharing um, the good news with them. Um, and then uh, I have a few friends who are pretty consistent and can see them about once a week and just go through um, some different studies that we have. Um, and it's just been sweet to see their excitement and curiosity and the questions that they're asking. Um, and so do allow with them um, relationship building um, with my friends. Um, and then a lot of like emails and updating people back in the States just about what's going on here. Um, Cause prayer is such a powerful thing. And um, so just wanting people to be able to pray and lift up the work that is happening um, here in Southeast Asia. So communication is a huge thing. Um, yeah. It's just kind of like, it's fun because every day is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You never really know what the day is going to bring and you could have three meetings scheduled for a day and then maybe two of them cancel or you have three meetings scheduled and then 12 people can meet with you. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, you never really know what's going to happen. And it's just fun to be like, Oh yeah. Like what's today going to bring? What are you going to throw at me, Lord? And how can you use me today? Mm-hmm. So Hannah, since you've been overseas, it's been nine months now, what would you say are some of the main things that you've been learning about God and maybe specifically even in the realm of ongoing decision making that you still have ahead of you? As you said, you're you're still looking for jobs, things like that. Um, yeah, what have you been learning? I think the biggest thing is that God is always faithful um, in uh, decision making in your day to day, everything. Like we make thousands of decisions every day and like obviously not all of them are like spiritual decisions of like, what should I eat for breakfast? But like decision-making like, okay, where do I look for a job? Like, I have no idea. I will be my first job um, outside of college. But just knowing that God has gone before me again, he's in the present tense wherever, like on my timeline. And so he is opening doors. um, And there have been like definitely sacrifices in, in being here, but, seeing like God is faithful in providing exactly what I need when I need it. Um, frustrations seem so much smaller when you know that God is in it. Um, and so that's just been super sweet just to continue to see his provision um, and his faithfulness of, I have decisions to make, but again, God has gone before me and being able to walk boldly and confidently in that has been really sweet. It's been hard for sure in some points, but it's grown me and being more confident in who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What has been some scripture that's um, kind of been near to you in your time overseas? Um, reading through Jeremiah has been huge. Um, just Jeremiah, the weeping prophet and um, people like he proclaiming the word of God and um, just people not listening to him, throwing him in a pit Um and I kind of have felt that a little bit um, and just knowing like, okay, if I continue to pursue Christ and just be obedient in what he's called me to, like he will provide for me. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what he did for Jeremiah is like he continued to provide for Jeremiah um, even when it seemed like there was no fruit happening. Um, and so clinging to that and then also just finished reading through Nehemiah And just so in awe of Nehemiah's prayer life of like in every small thing, he brought it before the Lord, um, facing internal and external attacks when they were rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. Um, 
and Nehemiah just leading the people well under the banner of who God is and knowing that um, he had to make big decisions, but that God had gone before him in that and God gave them victory in rebuilding the wall. Um, and so in the same way, God will give us victory in whatever context we're in and in the context that I'm in now in this season of life. Mm-hmm. So that's been really encouraging to read that and just see that play out time after time again. Yeah. Last question I have for you specifically, Hannah, is um, if there are any college students listening or graduates listening to this podcast um, who are considering maybe what it might look like for them to spend time overseas um, for two to five years with Salt Network Global, um, what advice would you give them? I would say just go. Like a summer trip, it's two months of your life, eight weeks. It flies by and you can get a taste for, like it's just so good to get outside of our small context of Iowa or the Midwest or even the States and to truly see what Paul is talking about in Colossians of the gospel is growing and bearing fruit all over the world. Um, and just to be a small part of that, like Jesus commands us to go, um, whether that's to your neighbors or across the globe. Um, and if you have the opportunity, the finances will come, everything will come. Um, but it will open your eyes and radically change your life. Um, and just grow you so much closer to the Lord in that process. Um, and so why not? why not go? (laughs) That's great advice. I love just go, just, just go. Um, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Hannah. And, uh, we are so blessed to be able to have you partner with us in ministry all the way across the world. Uh, we miss you dearly Mm -hmm. and just, just know that as, um, you listen, um, that, even if you're not considering moving overseas, uh, we all face decisions every day of our life. And as we seek to make decisions that we would go before the Lord um, to seek his will and know that that's not a difficult thing, that we can honor God in every decision that we make and glorify him in the little ones and the big ones, whether you're finding a new job or moving across the world, we can glorify God. And one last quick thing, Hannah, uh, how can we pray for you um, as the women at Candeo? Um, I think a huge thing is just to continue to trust that God has gone before us, um, that he's gone before me in the relationships that I have, um, and that it's not that I continue to be humbled and be reminded that it's nothing that I can do, um, but that it is all under the banner of Christ, um, and just that people will have their eyes open to, to his truth um, and that I can be that vessel. Um, yeah. And thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah.